Where do I start? How do I train recall? How long should we work on healing before moving on? Is crate training really that important? We hear these questions all the time and there's one answer that will help with all of them. The complete step-by-step dog training course found at Standing Stone Supply. They break down the what, when, where, and how to train your own dog from eight weeks to one year old. They've got it all laid out for you down to even the daily activity checklist to keep you and your puppy on track. Check out standingstonesupply.com and remember to use code GDIY to save 10%. Being an upland hunter in the South nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20%. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. GDI Wives is a bonus episode hosted by Kylie Caldwell. These episodes focus in on the fastest growing demographic of the dog world and hunting industry in general, women. Kylie is having fun and relatable conversations with other women who have trained and hunted their own dogs and what it was like getting started. These women live the life and prove every day that they don't hunt or train dogs just because of their boyfriends or husbands. They don't do it because they're hunters' wives. They do it because they love it, married to the sport, lifestyle, and most importantly, their dogs. Good morning, everybody. This is Kylie Caldwell, and I am with GDI Wives. And today we have a very special guest with us. Today we are joined by White Gregor. Good morning, White. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. All right. Well, first, let's um, let all our listeners know um, if you could give us a little bit of uh, introduction about yourself and how you got into having bird dogs and um, getting into hunting. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> my husband and I live on a homestead farm in northern North Carolina, almost uh, to Virginia, and we have uh, we bought this property about nine years ago so that we would have a place to train our bird dogs. We, we originally came from Florida, but, um, so since we bought the property, we've built, uh, our home here and we have some really nice, um, areas for the dogs to run and uh, hunt. We have woodcock on the property. We, we do plant quail and, uh, we have a nice duck pond for retrieving. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so, how I got into it, it's really funny because um, I was, grew up in the city and never had a firearm, never had a dog. And when I met my husband, he was an outdoorsman. And so when he got his first bird dog, I would go along to training and, and so forth with him with my camera to uh, just kind of record how things were going. And 
Um, I got really, really interested in the whole concept of the partnership between the dog and the handler. And um, after a while, I really, really wanted that. Um, I had a golden retriever at the time. Swamp okay. collies, I think. <laughs> so my husband calls them swamp collies. But um, <laughs> so anyway, so at, at some point when I decided and we've been going to NAVDA events. And so I was I really liked the organization. I like the camaraderie. I like that everybody helped each other. And so I felt confident that I could learn. So a friend of ours was having a litter. I have a uh, wire hair pointing graphon, actually. This is my second one. Um, Woolly mammoth. First one. <laughs> Woolly mammoth. Yeah. Big, you know, big lover. She's, she loves to hunt, but she also loves, she's a couch dog too. So, um, Anyway, she, so I got my first one and started training and I had a training partner who was at the time a, a nine-year-old boy who also had a, a griff from the same litter. Yeah, it was very cool. It was. And so he and I, he didn't want to listen to his dad and I really didn't want to listen to Steve. So he and I just kind of bumbled through and trained our dogs together. And we actually tested our dogs on the same day for NA. And, um, that was great. They both passed. So, um, Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So your, your first dog that you got was a, it was a Griff. Yep. And then now you have another Griff, Sophie. I do. Sophie okay. is my current Griff. She's, she just turned eight. Okay. And so that's, that's kind of my story. Okay. Um, what other, do you have any other um, versatile breeds in the household right now? I don't know. Is a rat terrier versatile breed? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. The man. We got to talk about the man. The man. This little is... dog. <laughs> Go ahead. On, on a side note, let's talk about this little dog. So he, we'll say he's an honorary member of NAVDA. He, White brought him down to a training day, or no, I think it was a test. It was a test. Um, your, yeah. your friends, Peter and um, Anna, were there. They were testing yeah. their griff. Yeah. And you show up, and here comes man out, out of the truck, and we're um, by the pond at our property. And we let man out. Well, it was cold out, so he had his little sweater on, and he's <laughs> running around. And all I remember is us trying to catch this little turd. He would not come <laughs> for anything. Nope. And so – you just open the door of the truck and you're like, Oh, he'll, he'll come back eventually. And you know, we weren't doing the test any part there anyway. So it was fine that he was, but he's our honorary Tar Heel member. <laughs> yes, he is. And he is, he is one big nine pound bundle of energy and pretty darn good uh, rabbit dog and squirrel dog actually. Yeah. So. When, when I came to visit you, he, he was chasing those rabbits. We were yeah. out on the gator and he was, um, on their property, he was trying to chase the rabbits. And I think he's probably about the same size as them. So it's pretty entertaining to watch him. It is. <laughs> it is. He's fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he's an honorary member of our chapter, but uh, he's full of himself. And then um, we are going to be getting another short hair with my husband likes, he's very partial to the short hairs and um, from a very special breeder. 
um, RGK Kennels, and uh, baby was born this week, and uh, we pick her up in seven and a half weeks. Soon, very soon, yep. So you're going to be able to, well, you've been able to see them just by FaceTime, but here they'll start opening their eyes here in another week or two, and, and then their personalities will really come out, so you guys will really be able to see and be able to choose your little girl. Yeah, we're, we're excited about that. that. Awesome. We are. We are. Well, so let's talk about a little bit how you got involved in the hunting. So you, you said you were kind of raised in the city, um, so not really ever having a gun, owning a gun. So what kind of, I know you had the, the dog and the Navda experience, but what, what started you on your, I guess, hunting adventure? Uh, when did you really start picking it up and going on trips with other people and kind of talk about that f- for us? Okay. Well, um, my husband at the time was doing uh, competition sporting clay events. And of course I would go along and I thought, oh, maybe I could do this, you know? And so I I had a little semi-auto 28 gauge and I really, I loved hitting those clays. That was so fun for me. And I thought, oh, I like this. But then that stupid semi-auto kept jamming. So at one point, one Sunday, I, I threw it on the ground. And I said, all right, we're going to the gun store. Of course, you know, that's like music to my husband's ears. <laughs> yeah, we're going and to I, buy another gun. <laughs> <laughs> when they already have 10. <laughs> yeah, well, I, did, I wanted one fit to me. So anyway, I, we went. I got my little uh, Beretta uh, Silver Pigeon. And then I had it fitted to me, um, custom fitted, uh, because it was a little long. And um, then when I got my bird dog, Steve said, you know, you're going to have to learn to hunt. When I first got Maggie and uh, I said, well, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you mean so, what? I got to carry this gun. I got to go. carry the gun and I got to <laughs> I got to hang on to the puppy and I got to make sure I don't shoot anybody. And so, you know, <laughs> thus, thus began my long um journey into learning how to handle a gun. And I did that mostly through practicing in the, um, in the woods with, with Maggie um, and my husband and learning how to just really just getting comfortable with the gun. That was my heart. My biggest thing is getting comfortable with the gun and all the things you got to think about, you know, and where you point it and do you have the safety on and do you have the safety off when you shoot, which most of the time I forget and, you know, where's the dog? Is the dog, you know, what's going on with the Where? dog? So, yeah, yes. yep. you know, you know the drill. You've done it, too. Yeah, so, no, I was just going to comment on. So, you know, it all this may sound, you know, intimidating to people that just kind of getting into it. I know for me, it was kind of like the same thing. You're like, OK, where where's the dog? Where's the people? Where do I have to aim? Is the safety on? Is it off? And. Um, you know, like at first I, and I told Nick this too, um, on the last podcast I did with him that at first I would just, I wouldn't even carry the gun. Cause you know, Scott would always ask, are you going to bring your gun? Are you going to bring your gun and kind of pester me? And I'm kind of like, you know, I wanted to do it on my own kind of terms because it is a lot. And especially with the dogs and just the safety aspect of it. So a lot of the times when I first would go out, the train or if we were going hunting, I wouldn't even carry the gun. Cause I'm like, this is too much. I got to worry about, you know, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. where everything is. And uh, that brings up a good point. And, you know, once you start feeling comfortable, like you, you, you kind of alluded to, you'll be able to, you know, carry the gun and be able to, you know, not have to, so to speak, worry about all that stuff. It kind of will kind of come as, as you do it. Yep. So our first wild hunting trip was with Ann and Peter up in South Dakota. Um, and Maggie was not quite two yet. Um, and I was very nervous. And Anna was a newbie too, although she'd been the previous year. But I was very nervous about hunting with other people, you know, because I'd never not really done that. And yeah, that's a, it's a good and point. Wild, yeah. And they're wild yeah. birds. You know? Yeah, it's not like you plant a bird and you know where they're at. You have right. no idea. That's and right. You got to you got to trust your bird dog. You know, and that's yep. what Steve pounded into me. Just trust your dog, trust your dog. She'll know where it is. And sure enough, you know, she would find those birds. And amazingly enough, I was able to shoot a couple at first. Awesome. Well, I know. That's a feat in itself. <laughs> I still struggle with that today. It's it's hard. <laughs> well, so do I. So do I. But I was so pumped about it. And, of course, at that point, I was totally hooked. I was like, okay, this is my sport. Awesome. This is it. This is it. But, uh, and, you know, walking and watching the dog work the bird. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible to watch them, um, how their natural instincts go after those birds. And um, my proudest moment was when my little two-year-old, I shot, uh, we were hunting behind a combine, but it's fun because they, it's kicking up the birds, Right. Right. It's pushing up, pushing the birds. And then when they get to the end and they're pressured, they fly. So I shot one and um, amazingly, and um, it wasn't one that uh, Maggie had scented, but she went after, I told her to fetch and she went and got it. It, it, I only wounded it. So it went into another field behind a fence and she was gone for like ever. (laughs) It felt like an hour, but. Probably it was more like 15 minutes, but I was calling her and whistling her, calling her, whistling her, and getting ready to climb that fence. And here she comes with that darn bird in her mouth. I was so proud. One, one happy mama there. I was so proud. I was just, I was like, okay, I'm done now. I've, I've, I've lived to tell the tale. Awesome. No, I haven't been out to South Dakota. That was, that's one of my goals. I want to try for next year. We had some, Issues this past fall with dogs injured and dogs needing surgery. So unfortunately, we weren't able to. We've done a bunch of woodcock and we've got to go duck hunting and we'll go grouse hunting before season closes. But no, that's on my bucket list to go out Good. there. Well, you should. We'll you get should. some pheasants and and just experience that with the dogs. And um, you hit something on. You were so proud, you know, when when Maggie brought you that bird. And I mean, I don't think that feeling ever goes away. I know with Sassy and Falco and all our dogs, like I still get that feeling even when we're just training. Um, I know, I know. When when they bring it back, even if you didn't shoot it, let's say, you know, Steve or Scott shot it or or someone else, it's still rewarding. You know, you put the work in and and it shows by them going out there to to retrieve that bird and bring it back to you. And they're happy to do it because, you know, they're a bird dog. That's what they want to do. But just being able to watch the dogs too, you know, you were – um, got to shoot that bird for her and she, you know, went and retrieved and brought it back. And then you were like, okay, I'm good now. I'm just going to 
you know, I'm going to walk with them still, but you were just so <laughs> happy that, you know, you just get to watch the dogs. And I think still to this day, like the most amazing thing that I've seen and, you know, with having litters of puppies and stuff is the first time that dog points like, and it's still, <sighs> it, it's just an incredible feeling and yeah. just amazing to watch. Yeah. And I still, in my head, I'm like, how does this even work? Like, what are they smelling? I want to know what it smells like. And <laughs> it's just the craziest thing. It, it's just really incredible, yeah. honestly. Yeah, um, it really is. It's And they do it so early. I mean, when we had got Sophie, we drove to Canada from Florida to go get her. And we bumped into a fellow NABDA member on the road back with this eight-week-old puppy, right? And he had just come from pheasant hunting and so he was like well let, let me get this pheasant out and see what she'll do with it and she pointed oh, out wow. wow she was eight weeks old <laughs> i know it's crazy like what's going through that little brain and it's like everything kind of clicks and they just know and it's it's just crazy yeah. to watch i still yeah. it, it gives me goosebumps just because i it's it's just so cool um it is so you got to go to south dakota and um you know, experience that with the pheasants and um, talk a little bit about um, any other hunting trips that you've been on and um, what other species maybe that you've been able to hunt with your dogs. I know okay. Maddie's now gone, but you still have, you have Sophie. I have Sophie. Yeah. So um, last year, it wasn't last year because that was COVID year, but the year before we went, we drove up to Maine again with Anna and Peter and we were way, way north. I forget what area that's called, but um, Jackman. I, I was going to say, area. I should know this. I'm from there, and you told I me. I know. It. <laughs> it's Jack, the Jackman area. You Jackman, know, and it's yep. just like big, oh, I mean, just like thousands and thousands of acres. So we went grouse hunting. And um, Sophie just thought she loved grouse hunting running through those woods. She loved it. I was a little intimidated because, you know, they fly fast and you're in the woods. And I don't, I was like, how do I even shoot around these trees? You know? Yeah. That's a <laughs> whole nother experience. It's, it's so it's different. Than, yeah. So different than pheasant hunting when you're, you know, you're in an open field, you know? Yep. Yep. So, but you know, and I did not shoot any grouse, but Steve did and she was able to retrieve some. So that was good. Um, and, uh, but she loved it. We had planned to go last year back to Maine. Um, but with the COVID stuff, we couldn't, you know, like you, we just, it just kind of messed us up. And then yeah. my, my best, most recent was with you when we went duck hunting. We did. That get was to really go. fun. Yeah. I'd never, well, I'd been duck hunting once before. I hated it. It was in South Dakota. It was freezing cold. It was dark. It was not fun, but, um, you know, we were out at three in the morning and we had to get up at three whatever, to drive to a pond and hike in and all this stuff. Anyway, so your place was great for it. So, um, you and I went what, about a month ago, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. About a month ago, we got to go and bring the dogs and we didn't have to get up. We did have to get up early, but not quite so early. Right. Um, and then you, you shot your first duck and I shot my first duck. 
Yeah, that was that was awesome. I know the boys, and they they probably will never admit this, but they were probably when they heard us screaming. Which, if <laughs> anybody has never been duck hunting, you're not supposed to scream or yell. No. You're supposed to be pretty quiet. And yeah, here goes White. She shoots her duck and um, sends Sophie out there to retrieve. And actually, I I take the back. I did have a dog that started out with me, but. <laughs> ended up getting very ticked off because we weren't shooting. And as soon as she decided to go out in the duck swamp and do a duck search and go find Scott, here goes White. She shoots her duck. Sophie goes out, retrieves, and then here comes another one. And I shoot, and we're both on the bank. And I'm like, <laughs> I got one. And you're like, I got one too. And I'm sure they were like, what the heck is going on over there? Yeah. <laughs> we were not supposed to be screaming, but I couldn't help it. And I know no, you couldn't either. I was, was so tickled. I was so excited. I was so excited. Yeah, everyone, and, you know, whether you're a guy or a girl, you know, trying to shoot and, and injure or, or wound or kill to have your dog retrieve the bird. It. I don't know if people think it's easy or just watching, but. It's not easy, and so when we hit those, I was like, "Man, this is awesome!" Yeah, uh, it was it was cool. And then I had no dog out there to retrieve, so I was a little ticked about that. But Sophie, well, Sophie, Sophie, Sophie got it for me. Yeah, she was happy to do it too. So. Unfortunately, when we did the redo, we neither of us got any. But I know we got we. So I'll talk a little bit about that. So uh, what was it last weekend or weekend before? Yeah. Yeah, before. we we did an all girls hunt um, here on our property and um, invited some of the Tar Heel members, um, some of the girls and their dogs to come down and um, some of them stayed the night and some of them showed up that morning and we all went out there and we all had our, I think everybody had their own dog. Yeah, um, they did. Yeah, that was so what we got we to go out. Um, which was awesome. Um, a couple of us had waders, so they went where it was wet and, um, you and I kind of stayed where we had hunted before. And, um, unfortunately we, we saw a bunch of ducks, not as many as the first time we went out, but they were either way too high or, or we just aren't, weren't that good at shooting that day. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then poor white got cold. It was freezing cold. Um, and, and had to go back to the to the lodge to warm her, her toes, her toes were ice cold. And, yeah. um, unfortunately still we, we didn't, um, you know, get to get any ducks, but it just the experience of everybody going out there and all these women, um, I think there's, let's see, it was me and you, um, Terry Ann was there, Suzanne was there. And then, um, Kim, um, you know, we were all out there. We all had our gun. We were able to, you know, just set up everything, you know, Scott set us up where he wanted us, but, you know, we were all out there and, and just enjoying spending time together and, and with our dog and being able to experience that. So we had, well, a, and I think, I think, I think I remember Scott saying something like a lot of times when the guys get together, they don't have a dog or they don't have enough dogs. And That's every right. one of, and every one of us had our own bird dog that we had trained and hunted. with. So yeah. I thought that was cool. I remember that now. Yeah. And he was trying to like figure out, okay, what dog can get along with this dog? Can this male get <laughs> along and, and kind of, you know, put us where we needed to be so that we didn't have any issues we'll say with the dogs, but no, everybody had fun. And it, it was, it was pretty cold that morning and cold for here. And 
um, you know, just the experience, even though we didn't get a duck, um, we still had a good time and then got to go back and, you know, talk about it and have breakfast. And um, I'm still plant. mad that I'm still kind of <laughs> mad that about missing that goose that flew right over my head. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I shot at it. I think you shot at it. Um, oh, yeah. The other girl shot it. Everybody shot at it. Guess who hit it? Scott. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. We won't talk about that. Okay. I'm still mad about that too. I, I kind of <laughs> forgot about it. I bought, had blocked it out and my poor gun. Oh, yeah. So, you know, oh, what yeah. was wrong with the gun? I, I, I didn't find out till later. So while we were out there, I have a semi-automatic that I was using a 28 gauge and it kept jamming up. I'd shoot one, it would jam. And I have to unload all the bullets, put them back in. And I kept, yelling to white which again you're not supposed to be out there yelling and talking but we were (laughs) i'm like this stupid gun it keeps jamming and so um when we got done david had looked at it and i was like hey can you come look at this and see like is it just me or am i doing something wrong and so he he fires one off and it's doing it for him too and i'm like okay it's not just me like something's wrong and so we brought it back here after that afternoon and Scott gets it out and he's looking at it and he's like, well, what loads were you shooting? And I was uh-huh. like, the ones you gave me. Uh-huh. And, and then he just looks at me and he's like, oh crap. And he's like, oh, those were too light. That's why it kept jamming. I'm like, you've Ugh. got to be kidding me. <laughs> Cause you saw, I had my own box of shells and he yeah. decides to give me his. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Oh, so you had brought your own shell, and he yeah. substituted yes. the bad shells. Yes. Game on so, him. I'm going to blame that is why I didn't shoot a duck. Uh, let's go <laughs> with gotta blame, I'll go we with gotta, yeah. We got to blame someone, right? <laughs> right. It's Scott's fault. It's all Scott's fault. So, um, you know, we're going to be planning our next RGK hunt next year. With Hopefully, we'll have a, a bigger turnout, which I thought we had a great turnout. We did have one fellow she's not part of tario but she will be soon because she's going to be getting a griff puppy um that was miss ashley she was a little hungover so she wasn't able to join so i'm hoping (laughs) next year we'll have a bigger a bigger turnout and and make it an annual thing and and you know even make it where you know because you talked about this white about cleaning your birds and and knowing what Uh to do and i've i've done it um a couple of times not really you know, familiar with it. So just learning how to do that as well and, and be able yep. to prepare what we, you know, are able to hunt and kill and, and be able to prepare it and, and eat, you know, what we've gotten. So I think that'll be kind of where we go from there, which will be really cool. Um, well, I don't, I don't know how you were when you first started, but I know one of the girls said this that, um, that weekend, that it, not wanting to touch the dead birds. Oh, yeah. Not, you know, Suzanne. Or, yeah, yeah, Suzanne. Anyway, and I remember when I first started with with Steve, I didn't want to touch him either. And we were having we were training for duck duck retrieve, and he was having me through the duck, and I wouldn't touch it. I was wearing long rubber gloves because they were so stinky and so gross. But you know, I'm over that now, and I know how to kill a quail if I just wound it, and you know, it's still alive when when I get the retrieve. So I, I used to not do that. I used to was just hand it to Steve and say, I can't do it. Here, here you go. Can you help me? <laughs> you know, I think that's important too, you know, cause you don't want the animal to suffer. And 
Um, I think some people do have trouble with that. I know, like you said, you had the rubber gloves on and I know, you know, when Sassy first brought me the bird and I talked about this on the podcast, I was like, I have to do what? I have to touch (laughs) this thing. It was so slimy. It was gross. And yeah, um, yeah. you know, and then you're, you know, the dog's probably like wondering, okay, why I just brought you this and you're not wanting to take it. What, what did I do wrong? And I'm just knowing (laughs) that, yeah, at first maybe it's a little gross, but you know, you do have to, you know, take the bird, you do have to. And then if you go on to it more advanced training, like a NAVDA, you do have to get comfortable with them because you're using a lot of ducks and um, other birds mm-hmm. like pheasants and chuckers mm-hmm. and things like that. But I know I'm not um, as comfortable, you know, cleaning them and preparing them because I've not really done it much. I've done it a few times, but usually that's kind of Scott's thing. He does that with the guys. I know when they all go duck hunting together, that's kind of their thing after they'll clean them and, and breast them out and, and prepare them. So that's kind of yeah. something I want to be able to be well, able to learn. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said for doing the whole circle from the training yeah. to the, the shooting and the, the getting the retrieve and then cleaning it and then cooking it. You know, I think you get it. There's a great deal of pride in that. And yeah, I'm not very sure. good at, I'm not very good at cleaning either, but I'm learning. Right. You got to start somewhere. And yeah, I think it's, it's good to do it. You know, full, it comes full circle. And, um, you know, a lot of people like, especially, you know, you see this at training days, everybody wants birds and they want to put their dogs on birds. Well, then it's like, okay, what do they do with the birds after, you know, yeah. are they taking them home to train with them? You know, a big thing a few years back, I know we've had to say it to people, you know, you can't leave you know, you're, if they're dead or wounded, you can't leave them here. We had an issue with that. People wanted to just leave them in the trash cans and such. And it's like, guys, take these birds home with you. You can cook them. And if you're not going to, you know, use, reuse them for training. You can do drags with them. You can do all kinds of things. Or, I mean, we've even done, I think at a test or an event, like a potluck where, and I think you made one, you made one for one of the tests we had. You made a big soup with all Uh the, training birds and truckers yep. and whatever quail and That's- and it was good and it, you know, some people don't like that but I mean just it I feel like it's so wasteful that people just you know like they just want that bird and have their dog be on birds but the whole question is afterwards like you said what what do you do with them after you're done with the training you know well I think you're right I mean it is wasteful not to I mean and I mean really what is hunting all about? You know, you, you right. eat what you kill. I mean, and right. otherwise it's, it's just, you know, kind of a sport, but I mean, Steve has taught me a very strong ethic about, you know, we eat everything we kill unless it's, you know, gross, like a possum so, or a raccoon or something. But, sure. Something that wouldn't be <laughs> able to eat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've even got squirrel in the freezer right now. One thing I would tell you that or other girls who other women who are thinking about the sport is um, back on the dead birds. It's really yeah. good to have um, a space for your dead birds, you know, for oh. training like a, its own freezer because it's kind of gross. When we first started, we didn't do that. We had the they were in with our food and that was kind of <laughs> gross. So, yep. you know, if you have a you have a um you know, an old fridge with a top freezer. That's where we keep ours and just throw the slimy duck in there. You don't even have to wrap it up, really. 
Yeah, we we have that too. You know, people go down the boathouse and in the freezer, there's some maybe some animals. And I know sometimes people, have, if they're not, if they're new or or you know don't really like that, they'll open. I was like, I just have to warn you, you know, before you open that, there's there's birds or there's animals, you know, because we have our DK, so there's no uh-huh. telling there may be a raccoon or a fox or fox. something that, that, <laughs> Nate, that Nate has brought us. Um, uh-huh to train with but yeah that that is a good point um you know i think sometimes scott still will mix birds or quail or whatever if we're using it for puppies uh, we have a, a couple young puppies here for training usually um throughout the year and so we'll, we'll usually keep some but we try to separate them like you said just to it is kind of when you think about it a little bit weird but um you know now i've gotten used to it but it is a good point especially if you start you know, wanting to harvest and eat those animals, you know, you're going to have to make space and, and yep. put them somewhere because you obviously can't eat them all in one, one sitting. So that's a good point. Um, why don't we talk a little bit? So we, we touched on it briefly um, during your introduction, but a little bit about NAVDA. So kind of the chapter you kind of started out in and, and kind of where you are now yeah. and, and kind of what things you've, you've been involved in in, in NAVDA. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I've been a NAVDA member for about 13 or 14 years, I think. Okay. Maybe even, maybe even 15. Steve's been in it longer, obviously, because he his first dog was, um, gosh, I think he's been in it 20 years. Maybe. Okay. But anyway, um, so I've been involved with it. We, we first started when we were in Florida, we were with the Palmetto chapter. And, um, you know, it was a great group of people, but it was a almost four-hour drive for us for training. So it was a big commitment for us to go to training days. But we did it. We did it. Uh, we'd get up at four and hit the road and be there by eight. Days. Um, so we were with that chapter for a while. And then we moved up to North Carolina. We were looking for a chapter. And... Um, we found you guys, found the Tar Heel chapter, and um, that's been great. I, I think it's a great chapter, and um, lots of interest, lots of volunteers. I've done some test volunteering over the years. Um, I've been test secretary for Palmetto. I've been, which is, by the way, a thankless job. Oh, and yeah. I've we, been, we know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. Um, we've been. I've done. I've been bird planner. I've been um, distraction gunner. Um, just. I've pretty much done everything except for shooting in the field because I'm not it, yep. that good of a shot. Yeah, I'm not a good gunner. So, One day, that's really, my goal. One day, I hopefully help do that. And you know, it's 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 a. It's a hard job, you know, I think not necessarily like in terms of actually being like difficult, but I think sometimes people are like, oh yeah, I want to go gun. But then it's like, if you miss a bird, then the handler's looking at you like, really? Like what, what the heck? Uh-huh. It's right. difficult in that aspect of, you know, making sure that, you know, obviously we train and not all the birds are hit, but you know, in a testing scenario, we would like for all the birds to be hit so that the dog has the most opportunities it can to do to do well and um, that's right I think it can be difficult in that aspect and 
Um, you mentioned something too that made me think of, you know, you've done a bunch of different things in, you know, both chapters. And I think a big thing to just point out is that you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to always know, okay, how do I plant a bird? How do I right. distract a gun? Even if you've never, you know, maybe used a gun before or, um, right. you know, been a field marshal. And it's really not, they're not difficult. They're not hard. They're easy to learn. I think the biggest thing that, you know, made me think of this is you just have to get involved and, and ask. And, um, you know, we always send out emails to the chapter and before the test saying we need volunteers. Now does an organization run on all volunteers? Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we can't make it work without them. And I think just, you know, having the courage to, to ask, what do you need help with? Um, and just start mm -hmm. delegating to people because some people aren't going to just jump in and say, Hey, I'll do this. And, you know, some will, and it's just guiding them and showing them how to do it to keep people yep. involved. And especially, you know, the younger generation and the youth. And that's one thing I, I really want. Um, and hopefully with Tar Heel and in a lot of NAVDA chapters to get more youth involved and, yep. and just start from the, from the ground up, so to speak. And, well, um, and that goes back to, you know, my very first training partner was a, a young, right. young boy right. who is now in his twenties and um, just real, still real involved with his dog. Does the dog's, it's got the same dog, believe it or not. The dog's really oh, wow. old. I know. Wow. <laughs> Kirby, she's she's probably, you know, she'll, I don't know if she's going to make it much longer. She's she's pretty old. What is she, about 15? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but that was, yeah, isn't that funny? But just um, you got to work with him and, I mean, he, yeah. he was young and, you know, you made a good point about, you know, I didn't want to really listen to my husband. I wanted and, and he didn't really want to listen to maybe his, his dad or his mom. And he wanted kind of a, someone that's, you know, not going to judge him and be able to work with him. And I think a lot of that's true. I know for me, it is trying to train yep. or, or work with Scott. It's sometimes challenging because he has one way of doing it and I have my own way and I'm trying to meet kind of in the, in the middle and, and figure it out. And I, I think that's a really cool testament and, and really good story about, you know, you don't have to always know what to do, but as long as you kind of have someone to help you and guide you along the way, mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. really important. Well, really important. and back and back to the youth. I mean, I, I'm I'm a big believer in getting the youth involved. I mean, we're we're, a, we're not getting any younger here. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> we need we need to have young people step up, and um, that means that. Uh, NAVDA wives with children should be getting them involved as well. You yeah, know? just and just you know, getting involved—that's the biggest thing. And Nick Nick honed in on this on the podcast that um, him and Scott had done. You know, beginning of the year, kind of setting goals and and kind of seeing where where they were headed for the year and kind of what what was going to happen. And just knowing that if, like you said, you've you've kind of done all the jobs and you probably had no idea. I know I sure didn't when I got involved. I just oh, no. like, okay, put me down for whatever, you know, teach me and, and I'll do it. And like I said, you don't have to be an expert, but just have the courage to be able to ask questions. And if you don't know something, just, you know, ask and, and just hurts. to get involved. And, you know, we had, um, so one of the puppies, um, new owners to be their son, 
um, I think he's 16 or 17. And, and he kind of asked us, you know, he came, I had them come to a training day before they're not members or anything, just to kind of see, you know, what they're getting involved in. And, and he asked us, he was, um, I was like, you know, do you hunt? Have you ever hunted to the dad? And he's like, um, you know, when I was younger and he's like, but my son here, he's really wants to get involved and, um, you know, I told him, I was like, if we go hunting, you know, I'll text you. You can come along with us. You can watch the dogs work. And he was so happy. I think he was, you know, ear to ear just, but having the courage to ask, can you take me? Um, you oh, know, that's great. That's great. His dad doesn't really so much now, um, just with his work, but the, mm -hmm. the son just wants to get involved and wants, you know, they're going to be getting a bird dog and he wants to be able to figure out and how to do it. And this is their first bird dog. First bird dog. So they used to have um, golden retrievers, actually. They, swamp collies. <laughs> they, yep, swamp collies. They, um, he actually bred them. His family did for many years. Um, so he's familiar with, you know, the retrieving aspect, but not so much the, the bird aspect. So it'll be a learning process for all of their family. The, I think they have a daughter, maybe two daughters as well, and, and getting them all involved. But, you know, I had them come out to before they haven't even gotten the dog yet. And just to get them involved with NAVDA because it's such, I think a great organization and gets people involved and, and it's a way to meet, you know, people for, to go hunting, to train. And, you know, we, we only have training day, you know, once a month, but that doesn't mean you can't link up with these people. And I know a lot of our members do to go hunting and they, and they uh -huh. train, we'll train all summer, you know, when it's off training days, um, especially people going to the invitational, it takes a whole village of people to, to make sure this does. work. Um, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't do it by yourself. So I think that's, that's really well, on that, on that point, Kylie, I will tell you that, um, going back to volunteering when I first started in NAFTA almost 15 years ago, hardly, there were hardly any women involved. Right. That's other that's than the, uh, they were in the kitchen. <laughs> and right. I used to go to I used to go to other tests when my husband was an apprentice judge. I'd go with him, and you know the women were all in the kitchen. And I was like, "What is going on here?" You know. Yeah. So, um, so I I kind of took that up, you know, my banner up, and I approached the executive committee um, a few years ago and said, you know, I'd really like to do something to help foster more women being involved. So um, I started this column for the NAMDA magazine called Women's Wisdom. And yep. um, it's been pretty successful. And um, I hear from the EC that the uh, women membership is way, way up. It is. It really is. And like, back to your point, it's just getting involved. Like you saw them, you know, everybody quote unquote, all the women were, you know, in the kitchen or doing what quote unquote, I don't want to make this sexist, but you know, in the kitchen or, or doing womanly things. But, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is just like I said, getting involved, getting out there. And then with my dog, you know, it all uh -huh. happened because of a dog. That's right. And until you feel comfortable, you may not with a gun and that's fine. You still can, you still can train. You can still do these things. It just, it just may take more time, but I, I, I don't even know what the statistics are. It'd be interesting to look that up and see kind of, you know, from this many years ago to current, how many, 
you know, women memberships. And I think that would be cool just to, you know, to go back to show people, hey, look, you know, this is both, you know, women and men equal. Um, you know, they they can do it too. And um, I talked on this, I think, with Nick when I went to the Invitational, you know, that test still, you know, there's not, I wish there was more women there. Um, I don't know if it was just where we were at in Iowa, you know, cause the drive, it, it's, it's a haul yeah. here. Um, but you know, you still don't see, there's a lot of women that are members. I, I would like to see more, you know, at that level. Um, it, I, it think is- we'll, I think we'll start seeing that. I really do because I mean, look at, we had five women two weekends ago, each with their own bird dog. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, that, that's phenomenal. And yeah, that, that, you know, that was quite the experience and, you know, having their own dog and, you know, Terry Ann's out there and Zara's the same age as Sassy and she just started doing all this stuff, you know, oh, I know. maybe two years ago. And it's just a testament of, you know, putting in the time and the effort, um, you really can achieve anything. And especially, you know, depending on what breed of dog you have, you know, all dogs might not take to it, but, you know, just being patient and knowing that you know, the end goal, what your end goal is with them. And, and, you know, she took her out hunting and she got her first woodcock this year. And oh, I, know. I just think That's it's, phenomenal. it's so cool. And to see where she's started and where she's come from and just to know that um, just the biggest thing I can tell you is just to get involved um, and, and just step up. If you don't know, just, you know, ask and, 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 and people will help you and, and they'll want to include you. Um, That's right. So, all right. Well, with that, White, do you have anything else, any words of wisdom you'd like to give um, <laughs> or any last thoughts before we wrap this up? Well, not really. I think you've captured it with, you know, stepping up and volunteering. I would say that, um, you know, it's important at the local chapter level that people um, show up and volunteer because it is a volunteer work. And um, it doesn't work without the volunteers. So, no, you're um, absolutely right. But I think you, you know, you you captured all of that earlier with your earlier comments. But um, that's it. I appreciate you having me on, and um, I hope you have a good rest of your week. I appreciate it, White. Thank you so much, and um, I look forward to talking to many other women on here. And White's going to kind of be helping in the background. Um, lining up since she did have so much involvement with the um, NAVDA magazine and, and doing the um, women's wisdom column. So she's going to be kind of on the sideline helping us with that. And um, if there's anybody that would like to share their story, any hunting stories, some funny stories with their dog, some training stories, um, successes, failures, whatever it may be, please reach out to GDIY um, either on Facebook, um, they're on Instagram. Um, and then their webpage as well. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys and I hope you have a great day. Thank you, White. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash gundog it yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting.
Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again and year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukonuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukonuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.